This is the Victory Life Today podcast with Al and Angie Berg. Together, we'll learn how to stand in victory each and every day. Live life set ablaze by faith, filled with purpose. Live life above your circumstance. We appreciate you. We want you to know that. We really do. We, you know, the Lord has been working in our lives for years, and we thank you for trusting us by bringing you the Word of God. And uh, we do appreciate you, and we appreciate our partners. Thank you so much for partnering with us financially or even purchasing books or whatever it might be. We we couldn't do without you. We really, really mean that. And we want to encourage those who have never tried it to go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org. Yep. We have a great website. We've got some videos there that can help you. We have books available for you. Uh, one in particular that I think you might really like is God's Not Mad at You. And I say that because this is a foundational teaching on the grace of of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the fact is, he is just not mad at you anymore. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you're thinking. I don't care what you say. He's not mad at you. He took it. He took all that on the cross. You may not do something good or right, but it doesn't mean he's mad at you. That's right. He's not, and he won't bring judgment anymore. And that's the great news. Amen. That's the great grace news. And that's why we should all be happy about it. So go to VictoryLifeMinistries.org and take your pick of what you might like to increase your knowledge and your anointing and and, uh, your wisdom uh, from the books that we put out. Uh, You know, you can also partner with us, which we really appreciate. Yeah, that uh, helps us. Yes, and and you'll get a hundredfold return back into your life in this life. That's how Al and I prosper. And we we don't give to prosper. We give because we're givers and we love God. But it's part of the deal, and he made it. It's a benefit. It's a benefit. It's one of the grace benefits of God. And he said, when you give, it will be given unto you. So if you give into this ministry or any other good ground, it will come back to you. You just stand strong by faith until the day when you see your harvest come. And like Al said, he also said, check us out on YouTube. And, you know, you could subscribe to our channel. We would appreciate that. And you'll be receiving two teachings a week. And I always say, if you like this, you'll like them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah, but today we're going to be talking about something very interesting. And I entitled this message, Get Rid of Those Demons. Okay. And we're going to explain, you know, because really, if you go to into the average church today, right now, they don't even yeah. act like there is a devil. There is no devil. Or a demonic realm or, or right. anything. That's all like weird stuff they don't go there everything right. is and god does everything and right. they, good they, and bad. they're missing a whole the devil can easily hide behind that because it's like yes. he's not there he doesn't exist so it's easy for him in those churches to do wow. what he wants to do and then he blames it on god yes yes so a little background before we really get into this message we're going to talk about possession and oppression they're completely different things mm-hmm. uh and As far as the Christian is concerned, first I want to say you cannot, and Al, you will agree with me, you cannot be possessed. If you are born again, you have a new nature residing here right now. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the living God inside of you. A devil, no devil in hell can penetrate that, okay? So you cannot be possessed of a devil or a demon if you're a Christian. 
if you have believed and confessed and, and you got saved and you're born again, if you have a new nature, you've got a God nature. You're filled with the spirit and no demon can be there. Okay, just so you know, I just want to make that clear. It's impossible for a Christian to be possessed right. of a demon. You right. can be possessed of the Holy Spirit. That's um, cool. But, but, Al, Christians, though, can, and many are oppressed. Sure. And and that's different. Oppression really simply is mental torment. That's what I think. It's mental torment right here. It's in the soul he's area. He's talking to you all the time. Yes, and he's everything. bringing you lies, and he's, and he's making you depressed and bringing you fear and worry and anxieties. And it could be because of a sickness or a disease you might have or just fear of the future, whatever it is. And it, it could be guilt. It could be shame. It could be condemnation. It's all up here. And you could feel so... I know people that they're so such thinkers, it gets them in trouble because the devil uses that and he puts any thought in there and they think about any thought because they're thinkers. They think all the time. They don't let their brain rest. So you got to be careful if you're like that because the devil can throw things in too in the midst of all the good things. That's called oppression because right. then you get into depression. Right. And that, it's and like that, an outward spirit, it's, it's spiritual. All, well, he is outward. I mean, mm -hmm. you're not possessed. You're oppressed. He's outside of you trying to get, gain access to your mind to right. pervert your mind. And he's, and he's using, if someone's like a thinker, he's going to use that thinking. And it's kind of like this. He uses you going from here to here, to here, to here, to where he wants you to think. Right. And it's a slow progression and he works you into that. And you know, is there something we can do about it? What can we do about it? Yes, Jesus given us all, he's given us all the power, everything we need to defeat the wiles of the evil That's one, right. to shut him down That's right. and to be aware of the tricks of the enemy. That's right. And that's a big thing, being aware of the tricks and seeing the signs when the devil's beginning to work something. You know, I just got a, this is so funny. I just got a email the other day and it said that uh, you won uh $10 million or somebody died somewhere and they left you $10 million and it's going on and on. I said, oh, it's good. I got a lot of money. And then it said, but you got to send us $100 to release it. I said, I, I laughed. Yeah. I said, how could you fall for that? Yeah. You know, but that's what the devil does. It's his tricks. And it was just a trick. And he works and he works in your mind. He starts making you think you've got to be single-minded on the word of God because you can't afford to let the devil get in there. You you will buy his lies. You have to know what the word says. You know, I just told somebody, you know, to do something and he's just like resisting it because the the enemy's saying, Don't do that, it's not gonna work, don't do that. And meanwhile, right? in his right. spirit, he knows it will work. But, you know, the flesh gets in there. But we have authority in the Lord. We have authority over the demons, and we should. We need to use it. That's right. That's right. You know, um, <clears throat> you know unfortunately, Al, let me just say this. The church, many churches out there, even though they're big mega churches, they don't teach this. They don't equip their people. They Nothing. do not equip their people for demonic oppression. And, and nobody knows there is such a thing. It. They tell you to go to the psychologist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there was uh, a man tells this story. Um, this is an interesting story because we have authority over the enemy. We have Jesus. We have power. But we need to know who he is. Right. And right. what he has given us. This man uh, tells the story that he was being beat up by these demons. It was um, 
like literally black and blue. They were trying to strangle him. And he said that um, it was almost like out of the exorcist kind of a thing. He said this was the way he was living. And he kept, he was a believer, but he didn't know how to do this. And he, he would pray and nothing would work. And one day in the midst of this, he said, I plead the blood of Jesus. And with that, the demon manifested in front of him and said, Jesus who? Wow. That is a wild story. And he said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth and the demon left and never came back. You can do the same thing. It doesn't have to be that level of oppression. There is the devil's trying to convince you. He's trying to tell you something that's a lie. And you just need to say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get out of here, Satan. I don't want to hear your lies. And it will work because they are subject to that authority. That's right. So even like, you know, you get a bad diagnosis from the doctor, yeah. right? You know, I always say, be careful with any diagnosis or any test. I always say, be careful because we joke around here. Yeah, the devil jumped in the computer, but don't think for a minute he isn't going to jump in those tests. Wow. And don't think wow. he isn't going to wow. try wow. to jump into that screen and give you a false uh, positive that you have a disease that you don't have. Wow, that's good, Al. Do you know what I mean? Be careful with that. Don't assume just because they said the test said this, you have this disease. No, take authority over that disease. Get those demons out of there. Rebuke the devil and say, I am healed in Jesus' name. You know, I read this story of somebody. They weren't even a believer. Mm -hmm. And they were told you have six months to live. You're full of cancer. And then six months goes by, seven months eight months, two years. They never had cancer. It was a false test. Be careful. Don't just assume it's correct. Hey, can I tell you a story? Remember the story about uh, our friend Joe, who who he went in, he he got hit by a car or something. He didn't get hit by a car. He had an accident and his whole skull was open and they brought him in the hospital and they were making him, they were fixing him all up and everything. A good guy. We really love him. And uh, fixing him up. But in the meantime, they tested him for everything and they they, they came back, they brought him in the office and they said, look, look, you have cancer. And so the guy leaves the office and, and his brother had it, his father had it. So they said, you have cancer. So he walked out and he came to our house and he goes, <laughs> yeah, the guy told me, the doctor told me I got cancer. I don't even know what that is. That was 15 years ago. The guy is still walking around with no cancer. So he wouldn't go there. He wouldn't go there. He wouldn't go there. He didn't even have to rebuke it. He just downright didn't believe it. He just didn't believe that report. I loved it. I loved it. He's he's not a Christian like on fire for the Lord. He does believe in Jesus. He does believe, yes. But the point I'm trying to, the point I was trying to make in all of this is don't take authority. He didn't even take authority. No, he just didn't saying. believe it. That's, right. that's oh, where that's, the power that's is. That's stupid. And he walked away. And we yes. know, I know somebody else yes. who did the same thing. We're going to have her on the TV show. And she did the same thing. They diagnosed her with cancer. And she just walked away. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And this so was bone cancer. This was bad. So it's got to be mixed with faith when you're, when you're taking yes. authority. Yeah, absolutely. You Mix know? it with faith. You believe. But, you know, I always say when you take authority... You, you do have faith. Someone who has no faith doesn't take authority. 
Yes. They might That's walk right. away like that guy did, but right. he didn't take authority over it. Right. You know, if that had happened to me, I would have been, ah, I rebuke you, Satan, and I take authority over that cancer, and I don't yeah. have to. He just went, this is ridiculous, and went that's home. Right. Well, that's 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 really, I really think, Al, that's where we all need to get to. Yeah. Like, we don't, like, enough with the fighting. Because I remember Greg Moore from Andrew Womack Ministries, he said, everything goes by what you believe. What you believe. So this man, he didn't even have to take his authority because he already believed he didn't have it. I love that story. And it, it, it makes us laugh till this day. It, it does. But I want to tell you something else. When someone like the doctor, and they are famous for this. Okay, um, your your grandmother had diabetes, your father had diabetes, and you're going to have diabetes, and we just go on and accept yes, that. Yes, yes. And so like true. he didn't accept it. He just, no. oh. and I know no. people, no, 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 that, that all breaks with me. It all stops here. I will not have whatever that disease they're telling you you're going to get. And uh, that happened to another friend of ours, and she was like, I'm not telling you what they had. I'm not going to go there when they were asking for the history. Right, right, right. But 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 let's talk about an unbeliever for a minute outside of God's covenant. Okay? They can be possessed. That, yes, and they really never really committed their lives to Christ, and they're possessed by demons. Because the reason why that can happen is because they're, they're, they still have their old nature, and the old nature is wide open to demonic activity. Yep. Wide open. You actually so, think along the same lines as the devil. Yes, because it's the sin nature. And, you know, I believe even as an unbeliever, you would have authority over your own life to stop that. But I don't, I'm not all that sure maybe, about that one. Maybe. Because you don't really, have any protection. Nope. There is no. So, no I, so Christians can pray and bring deliverance to those who are possessed, but there's a way to do it. First of all, the person has to want, want it. it. And I think you have a story about someone in a church that, a, was, a young girl. Yeah. I was, was there. You yes, were there. Yes, I remember I that. was in this church and... um young girl starts slithering kind of like a snake on the floor. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. You know, maybe I should have gone to those other churches, you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so she's doing They were doing straddling her, you know. And they, some of the people got up and they were straddling her and they are rebuking the Satan and they're rebuking and they're doing this and that and then nothing's happening. So I said, okay, I'm going to take care of this. And as I went to get up, the Lord said, sit down. She wants that demon. Whoa. Now, I don't know if she was a Christian or not. She was in the church. So I have to assume she's leading now. I don't know. But if she's, if she's that possessed of a demon, she's not a Christian. Just because you go to a church doesn't mean you're a Christian. Right, right. Just because you're in the garage doesn't mean you're, ca you're a car. So as I went <laughs> to get up and, 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 uh, rebuked the demon. The Lord said, sit down. She wants the demon. And I go, Lord, who wants a demon? And the Lord said this, the demon told her, I'm the one that made you pretty. And she doesn't want to be ugly or she wants to be pretty. So therefore she isn't giving this up. And it's a deception. The yes. devil didn't make her pretty. God did. So right. she's been deceived. But here's the thing. You can't get a demon out of somebody who doesn't want the demon out. Right. And I remember the pastor, the wife came up and we had calmed her down. Okay. And she said to the girl, I want you to confess Jesus is Lord. You say, Jesus is my Lord. And she wouldn't speak. And she said, say it, say Jesus is my Lord. And she goes, no, she couldn't she, do it. She, 
actually, Alf, she didn't want to do it. Like you said, she was she was afraid of that. She was you know? afraid. But anyway, she, she was believing the lies of the enemy, whatever he was telling her. Right. And actually, this can happen to believers also. You believe the lies of the enemy. You can have the suppression. And, but when somebody really wants deliverance, they're going to get it. They're going to get and it. And there are people, I've listened to stories that were sitting there, and they had all kind of demonic problems. And they yeah. just simply said, do you want rid of the demon? Yes. <laughs> you know, just like that. They acknowledged yes. there was one in there, and they wanted him out. So now it's easy. Right, right. Look at Luke eleven twenty four to 26. This is from the Passion Translation. It says, when a demon is cast out of a person, it goes to wander in a waterless realm searching for rest. Okay, so the demon is gone. Okay, but finding no place to rest, it says, I'll go back and reoccupy the body I left. Well, how can he do that? Let's see. When it returns, it finds the person like a house swept clean and made tidy, but empty. In other words, the demons and all their mess and all their lies are gone out of this person. And this person is now stable and tidy, but empty. This right, is no, so important. This is so important. They didn't start filling their mind with the word God. So it's important. Empty. Yep. Then it goes and it lists seven demons more evil than itself. And they all enter in the front door and possess the person, leaving that one in a much worse state than before. And you know what? Whoa. Read that. It says enlist seven demons more evil than itself. So in other words, there's levels of evil within the demonic realm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you understand? That's you right, could yes. get a demon that's really strong and really evil. Wow. And that's when you see these serial murderers and stuff like that. Yeah. And then yeah. you could get a demon that's just a demon of depression, which is right. very common. Right. But my point is that the Bible says some of these demons are really evil. And you're going to get worse ones than what right. you had. And, and, and look, so they couldn't find anyone else to inhabit. So they went back to what they knew, uh, what they were familiar with. Okay. But remember, we're talking about possession here, but this could also work in oppression, just like the demons lying to you from the outside. You could be saved, born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit and believe a lie or two of the enemy coming in from the outside. Either way, when you take your authority for that one and push them out, and you stay tidy but empty, those thoughts are going to come back stronger and take control of you to the point of depression. So the devil comes right back in. He's just like, and he brings all of his other people you with know, him. You know, I found within the Christian church, a lot of Christians suffer from depression. Yes, yes, they do. And I believe that a demon of depression is depressed. A demon of fear is full of fear. Right. So... Somehow within, and I'm not talking about they're possessed, these demons create this depression. And when you get depressed, you become immobilized. Yes. You're not going to do what yes. God wants you to do with your life. Right. So, you know, when people get delivered, they really know the devil's left them, the lies of the enemy have left. Okay, good, I feel at peace now. But then they don't do anything after the demons leave. They freshen up a little bit, but nothing else. They never change their life to make sure the demons won't return. Like they don't put locks on their doors. Let me put it that way. Yeah. You know, everything's in the exact same order as it was before the demonic oppression or depression. They go back to that. You can't go back to that. 
When somebody gets delivered from a demon or even demonic thoughts, they need to immediately accept Christ and give their life to him. Get into the word of God. They need to get into God's word and learn how to arm themselves because the demons might try to come back again, but now you can put the locks on the doors. You know how to do it. You take authority and you fight against the enemy who's trying to come back, lying to you. And this, it is makes your, me this is your responsibility. <laughs> you need to do this. If you've been, uh, I'm going to say, delivered from demonic oppression, say a demon of d depression, let's yeah. say, you need to get on the stick and start filling yourself with the word of God. That's the right. person who prayed for you isn't going to do it. The, the, the pastor isn't going to do it. Uh, Jesus isn't going to do it unless you ask him to do it, of course, and ask him in. You've got to fill yourself up with Jesus. And that stops that demonic oppression from yes. getting in there yes. because it's like it, there's nothing to fill because Absolutely. it's been filled with something else. Absolutely. It's been filled. And I, know, I've been there. You've got to work. You've got to work on this. You've got to believe. It is. It is true. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, almost the whole nation is on antidepressants. I know. What is that? Okay. I don't know why, but they jump to it and they go from one to another to another. 15 years later, they're on their fifth one, sixth one, uh, which tells me a lot about antidepressants. But it's they like, um, here's, here's what I say about that. If you are depressed or you're upset and you don't want to do it this way or whatever, you don't want to get in the word or you're too confused right now and too fearful and you need to go on antidepressants, that's between you and God. You go on antidepressants. Number one, make sure you, you say, I will not be on these pills for the rest of my life. I would rather be free than to cope. Okay, that's the first thing you say. But the second thing I encourage you to do is if you're on any type of antidepressants, use it. Use the time wisely. You are now, uh, like I said, swept clean. You are now calm down. Now you can hear and think clearly because the medication is working, right? Keeping your chemicals in order, right? Use that time to get in the word and renew your mind to the word of God, because you don't want to depend on pills for the rest of your life. You could be free. You don't have to cope. So use that time. People don't do it. What they do is they change from one medication to another. And I'm not condemning you. It's just that you don't have to live that way. You know what I'm seeing them, what they do is say they're depressed and they go on some drug and they're taking 10 milligrams and it works good for a while, but then it stops working. Then they go to 20 and that works good for a while. And then that, then they go to 30 and that works good for a while. Right. Eventually they're at the maximum dosage and they're depressed anyway. Right. Right. That's what I'm this saying. This is what I say. This is the way I think, well, then I'm just going to be depressed right now. I'm not going to do all of that. Right. Well, I go through all of that. And then I'm going to be depressed anyway. I'm going to just... Maybe I'm just not smart enough, but I'm just I'm just saying, you know what? I'm going to be depressed. Then if that's the case, I'm going to be depressed without those drugs. <laughs> and then good. I'm going to start pushing the devil out by filling my mind with the word of God. And I will tell you this, if that's you, just I'm going to throw this at you. If you have a struggle with depression, you need to put on Christian worship music and flood your soul with it. Get rid of the rock and roll. And the junky music that you're listening to, this is for somebody. You're listening to the wrong music and the wrong voices. You need to get worship music, fine Christian worship music you like, like, and play it and play it and play it. 
and that depression will leave you over time. Guarantee, you know, I guarantee it. That's very true. And you know what? It, this also thing, what we're talking about is with any sickness, healing is the same way. Somebody prays for you. You actually get the manifestation. You get healed. And some even go back to the doctor to confirm it. And he actually confirms it. Okay. If you want to go that route, that's fine. Then you go off on your merry way. The next thing you know, the symptoms return. Why? Because you swept it clean, but you're unchanged. In other words, you did nothing to keep that healing. Listen, when, when that woman with the issue of blood, when, when she was healed, when that, the woman with the issue of blood was healed, okay, Jesus said, go and be made whole of your plague. Go and be made whole now. Well, she was just made whole. Well, that's the next so I looked, up, I looked up the word be. Do you know what that word be means? It means to agree with. Jesus was saying to her, yes, you're healed now, but go and agree with your healing from now on because it's going to try to come back. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for new episodes each week. You can help us by rating the show or by simply sharing this episode with your friends. Learn more about us and find tons of resources that will help you grow your faith at victorylifeministries.org.